0: Alright, we'll get right into it then. I'm talking funny because I have these on. I didn't notice you were talking funny at all. Oh, was that Invisalign or some shit? It is Invisalign. Uh, that's could be why I didn't see it. <laughs> I didn't think you would, but I do talk funny. And that's why I couldn't say Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just, I thought, thought there was weird. something wrong with the Discord audio, and it was like... <laughs> It was
0: very confusing to me. <laughs> no, it's it's just my my teeth. I uh my basically I sometimes grind my teeth still as an adult, which mm. I did a lot as a kid, and um I was gonna have a like a mouth guard made, like one of the actual orthodontic grade ones and yeah. um the dentist is like, you should, you should, if you're ever going to straighten your teeth, you should do it before you get your mouth guard because they don't they'll, your insurance will pay for one mouth guard in your lifetime. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> so it turned out that my insurance is good and that it will pay for half of the Invisalign, which most of them don't after you turn 18. And so I decided to take advantage of that. Luckily, it's only like a 29-week process for me, which I think is short compared to most. But, yeah. So I may talk funny. If anybody noticed me talking funny in the regular episode, like saying Warcraft. (laughs) That was the only time, but I think it's because you said it like three or four times in a row. Yeah, that'll do it. So, yeah. Uh what else can we talk about? John Pixel Coke.
2: It's not good, man. I didn't really like it. I can't really describe what the flavor is either. It was it was weird. I still have one left, so I suppose I should give it another shot, but um for those who don't know Pixel or Coke's been doing all these crazy flavors. Uh Starlight was the first one. They're going to do a new release like every couple of months of like random new flavors. And the latest one they release is called Pixel, and oh, it's, it's, essentially sorry, it's Coca Cola
0: zero sugar bite. Oh, bite, yeah. But and they say they, it, ca- they say it's Pixel flavored.
2: Yeah, Pixel flavored, which I don't understand. That really, it just tastes like I don't, I don't know. It's You had mentioned Alex that you felt it was more like Sprite leaning. It's a very fruit
0: forward flavor, I think. It's not like it's not what I would think of as a coke flavor. I didn't feel any cola in it as like Yeah, yeah. Um, Starlight still feels very cola-ish. But the Pixel was very light and it felt very fruit. And so I feel like it would have been better as like a Sprite or not Sprite. Uh yeah, a Sprite Zero Pixel or some shit. Yeah. I liked it, but it's not it wasn't something where I'm like So, the weird thing is they're only putting this one out in, like, the taller cans. It's like a 16-ounce can, I think, probably. And they sell you a two-pack online for $15. So, it's $7 a can. I was relieved that you had already
1: bought it when I thought about (laughs) buying it. I saw the price. I was like,
0: this is bullshit.
2: It probably sucks. I don't think it's worth it. It's not great. No. No. Starlight, you can still get in stores, and it's like... Normal priced and it's delicious. Like I think it's, Starlight uh, is awesome. I like, like kinda, they kind of they kind of knocked it out of the park with that. But have you been getting Starlight Zero? Yes, still? and oh, I yeah. and I thoroughly enjoy it. I think it's great. Same.
0: Yeah, I kind of w- with with the like lack of any real pop or anything. I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, well, I'm gonna be addicted to caffeine when the baby comes around anyway, so I should probably just start drinking Starlight Coke Zero.
2: You could just rely on green tea. Um, which I realize like black you're not a fan of, but green tea is like very healthy for you.
0: I like green tea, but I I don't, I, I just don't want to, it's not, it's
2: not starlight Coke zero. It's true. It also probably green won't. tea. Just so you know, green tea is very good with almond milk, like vanilla almond milk with mm-hmm. green tea is delicious, but almond milk's bad for the environment. I don't care about the environment. <laughs> but it's good for my body. Ah, <laughs> oh, uh, what else do we have here on our I, potpourri? I, uh, I, I read, I read Reggie Fizame's May's uh, latest book. What's it called? Uh, I can't remember now. Let me pull it up. Hold on a second. Now my phone's being a jerk. I saw
0: there's been a bunch
2: of headlines up that are disrupting coming from the who, game. Yeah from the Bronx to the top of Nintendo. So how and, was it? Uh, it's fantastic. From it, Well, okay. As someone who is a general manager of a small business, it is very interesting to have the insight of somebody who is in a much larger position, or has been in several big positions, mostly in marketing. Um, and then, obviously, he became president of Nintendo of America. But it's very interesting to get his insight on different situations. I li- He does these things where he, like, tells you this, like, anecdotal story, and then he, he gives you, like, the so what. Like, he says, like, so what? And then he tells you, like, you know, just because this thing happened doesn't mean that you got to do this or blah, blah, blah. You could approach it this way instead and make mu- a much bigger impact and everything. His whole, like, the whole idea is, like, he... he, he uh, calls himself a disruptor in the industry like he does things differently than everybody else does he goes kind of against the grain and he he does he talks about his time at Nintendo and how he you know he would go into these meetings with Iwata and Miyamoto and they would be talking and he would just be like but you guys like this doesn't work in America the way you're presenting it we have to do it a different way so we should think about it from this standpoint because it'll work better for American audiences and if you want the rest of the world to adopt it then America has to adopt it so like it's it's just really cool to hear him talk about that you know experience that he had and he worked for he worked for like Procter and Gamble and he worked on a lot of Pizza Hut stuff like in the 90s and then he you know he got pushed like like uh yeah he was Procter and Gamble did a bunch of like food things he got roped into like PepsiCo and they, like worked for PepsiCo and did a lot of Pizza Hut stuff, and then from Pizza Hut, like, moved to, like, VH1, and then from VH1 to, like, Nintendo. and I mean, there's a couple of other steps in between there, but he, uh, he he's a very, very interesting dude. He In the audiobook, he narrates the whole thing himself, which is great, because you get to listen to him talk, and he has a very good voice for speaking. Um, and at the end of it, there is, like, an hour-long interview between him and our beloved Dorito Pope and oh beautiful it's it's exclusive to the audiobook. You don't get that when you get the regular like hardcover you know book physical copy uh or like a Kindle version or whatever ebook and uh that that is also a nice little conversation between the two of them because they're exchanging some anecdotal stories about like you know Reggie being a part of the game awards and like what that meant to like Jeff Keeley and then Jeff Keeley talks about like. A couple of times when Iwata had invited him to like go get, go get a drink or whatever, and mm-hmm. and uh, Miyamoto was was like snickering at something that he said or whatever. Like it was it's just a really good, very good book. Uh, audiobook is super short; it's only like maybe eight hours long or something like that. Um, I purchased it Saturday or maybe Friday. I don't remember when exactly. I listened to an episode of Split Screen and they brought it up, and I was like, oh, I didn't realize he put a book out, and so I went on and i bought it for like 14 bucks uh on google books and have been listening to it and i finished it in three days or whatever so it's very good very very good read i'm sure the physical copy is also a great read if you actually want to read it but i like i like audiobooks especially from people who i pay attention to because i like hearing them narrate their own stories it just makes it way more impactful hmm So I'm really interested to pick up the Mel Brooks one because he narrates his entire autobiography. Oh, man. And <laughs> I just good. know it's I know it's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> so it's there's just gonna there's gonna be some shit in there that's just gonna have me rip roaring with laughter and I can't wait. Like I I'm really excited for that one. And Bob Odenkirk has an audiobook too that he narrates. Oh, nice. Since I've been uh, watching Better Call Saul, I really wanna I wanna read that one too. And by He I mean was listen. apparently
0: the person who uh, introduced the big New Yorker, yes, at Pizza Hut. Which I feel like I think Andy brought one of those home once, and I had a slice of it, and I was like, "This is amazing!" And then they stopped selling it because <laughs> they were probably like, "Who wants to buy a sixteen-inch pizza from Pizza Hut <laughs> where the slices are bigger than your head?"
2: Yeah he but. he did a he had a, a lot of things like that. He, they, they talk about little Caesars too and how like during like a, one of the 90s recessions, like little Caesars brought up like the double uh, the pizza pizza where it was two pizzas for the price you know a reasonable price. you get two mm-hmm. large pizzas uh, and they come in one giant big box. Mm-hmm. which I remember like I think we only got it maybe one or two times as kids. Like we never we did not eat a lot of little Caesars as kids. It yeah. was mostly hungry howies. There was a period of time where we ate Papa Romanos like all the time. That I specifically Mm -hmm. remember because I remember not liking Papa Romanos at the time, but I think about Papa Romanos now, and I'm like, that kind of pizza sounds good. So, not just because I'm diabetic and I can't eat the shit anymore, (laughs) but I remember a few months ago when I wasn't diabetic because it only recently have I turned diabetic, but like previously, even though that's not how that works... But I remember thinking to myself, like, I I haven't had Papa Romanos in a really long time. Like, I should probably have some of that. And then, like, all of a sudden I'm diabetic and I can't have any. So, whatever. (laughs) So, what you're
0: saying is Papa Romanos caused your diabetes. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. It's all Papa Romanos' fault. There's a direct link. Uh, There's a bunch of good news coming. I I guess I didn't put any of this in the news, but a bunch of people are mining that book for news about different things like Mother 3 and F-Zero and other things that he touches on. He thinks... NFTs could be a good way for video game, or something video games could use, uh, which I think drew some black back, backlash from people. Of course, <laughs> as it would, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's he solid. Hated, he it's apparently solid hated Don, Donkey Konga. I think was the other thing he did not like it at all. But uh, he got overruled by the powers that be at Nintendo Japan, and they released it anyway. So. That's awesome,
2: yeah. And he, uh, he he had a very good relationship with Iwata, like they were homies. And he goes into that quite a bit, especially towards the beginning. And then he like, you know, breaks down the rest of his career, and then builds up to Nintendo and talks a lot about him too. So there's
0: uh yeah. there. Iwata used to have a segment called Iwata Says. Um, they would put out like a blog post every once in a while. He's got a book and, out too that they just released last year. Yeah, so he he I think his he passed away like a while ago, uh 2015, but the the book kind of collects a bunch of those um those articles and things which are cool discussions with Nintendo people that unfortunately don't really happen anymore and I wish they still did cuz they do talk a lot about making games, which is not something they're that forward with. Um so, check that out as well. Yeah. What Brian, else? what have you been doing?
1: Um, My main side quest that has kept me from gaming more, honestly, was uh, selling old PC games on eBay for way too much money. <laughs> that so will be gone you- quickly, I'm sure, but
0: did you get a, a an actual buyer for the Wolfenstein? Yeah. Okay. That's good.
1: Yes, it is gone. Cuz
0: you, you had somebody like win it and they didn't pay you, right?
1: Yeah, more or less. Um so. that's that's okay to an extent if they would would have kept in com- like uh communication yeah. with me and not just left me hanging. Uh it's a bummer, but it ended up going for a bit more anyway, so that's fine. There you go. Um, yeah, I also finished Ozark with Erica, and that was... I don't really know how much we should talk about that until John's watched it. You don't necessarily
0: it. have to spoil. I'll say that I was kind of disappointed in the ending. Sorry. Same, yes. I think definitely bad is the (laughs) superior drug related show. Yes, definitely. White suburban family drug related show. Um, Um, White suburban family drug related cartel related TV program.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Better Call Saul, I am actually current on, and that is shaping up to be very good, I feel.
2: Same. I'm getting uh, current so John, with it. I'm yeah, I'm currently the, in the middle of Where where am five? I? Season five, the one they just put out on Netflix because season six is the final season and that's airing right now, right? Yeah. They're doing yeah. seven episodes now and then another
0: seven episodes in like two months, I think, or
2: something. Yeah, like so I'm I'm currently on episode eight of season five. And I just Man, I love that show. It's so good. I love the characters. And uh, it's so cool to see this part of the story being told, I guess. Mm -hmm. Because Saul is such an interesting character to begin with. Uh, Jimmy McGill. And just watching his evolution into becoming Saul. And there's the... The scenes with there's I I think I mentioned it in the chat in the in the in the Discord about how there's a scene where he just starts ripping into Howard who is one of his his brothers like old partners and uh, just the way his his cadence and the evolution of his tone from being calm and concise to being just rip-roaring full of rage, like, that, that like, crescendo of acting was fucking great. Like, he's so... Bob, that's, it's... And this is one of my theories of comedians. Not only are they, the, like, the smartest people in the world, but they also happen to be the absolute best fucking actors, hands down. Mm-hmm. Because it takes every ounce of strength in you to tell a funny fucking joke and not laugh at it. And so, like, you can't really laugh at your own jokes if you're a comedian. You you kind you kind of can, but you really can't. Like, no nobody wants to have nobody wants to see a comedian who giggles at their own jokes the whole time. You know, a Jimmy Fallon. So yeah, sweet. it is funny <laughs> when like Dave Chappelle tells a joke and then he does the thing where he like kind of leans forward and like hits the mic on his knee, like ha, gotcha. You know, like that's kind of funny. But nobody who's like literally rolling over their own jokes, like that's not that funny.
0: Like but Jimmy Fallon.
2: Yeah, but, but Bob Odenkirk is <laughs> not just not to say any names or anything, but <laughs> yeah. Bob uh, Odenkirk yeah, is super talented and hopefully. I am really enjoying what I'm seeing in this current season. And um Yeah, I just uh it's such a it's such a great story. And it's just because I've already watched Breaking Bad and I know how that all plays out and to have characters like you know, like Gus in this and Mike Trout is in this too, and like it's just so good. Nacho's in like the first season. I feel like I haven't seen Nacho in like four seasons. He's in all the seasons. You've seen Nacho.
0: You'll see him again if you haven't in a while. But it's it's no, been a, it's been a minute, but Michael Mando is so good. Yes. So is Ray Seahorn who plays Kim. Like that's the thing to me is that there's characters in this show that we're not in breaking bad where you don't know what's going to happen to them that makes them not be in breaking bad are they not there because they got away are they not there because they're dead are they not there because the show just doesn't show them because they're not part of that they're story they're not
2: relevant of that universe like yeah mm-hmm. like
0: uh, and so i feel like that was one of the most incredible things about the show was coming to love these people who weren't even who weren't there who weren't they earned your love off of more than just the nostalgia and also wanting to know more about these people that you've already seen before like Gus and Mike and Saul or Jimmy. Um, so that that's really good as well. I, the weird thing is though like I do, I do think that the show took like two seasons to get the wheels fully spinning. Like I did not enjoy those first couple seasons as much. There were things that I liked about those seasons but I didn't really like love the show until you started getting to like season three, season four. Um, and I think, uh, I think they've really built to an interesting place with it. I'm very curious to see how they're going to finish out the show. Um, yeah, I think we're like five. I think the, the, I think tonight is episode six of the first seven. And then I think there's another seven coming in like July yeah uh, and they're doing kind of week to week. Um, but ah. I'm, yeah, I'm very curious to see the end of that story. So All right, do so we need
2: to touch on the Mars Volta before we part ways?: I just want to say that I still think that Louse is one of the like it's their best album, Hands Down.
0: It's very funny. I didn't listen to anything beyond. I should listen to Francis, um, but uh, I realized that I
2: really only love
0: like two songs on that album.
2: I I mean I'm not, I'm I'm not saying I love anything about it other than I just think it's their best album. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: that's fair. No, like I, I I feel like I really really respected that album, but I almost feel like I respected it because. It, it probably because I was like, I want to be cool, like my brother and like the Mars Volta, probably that's <laughs> probably why i why I thought I liked it so much, but upon relistening like I think Sicature's e s p and, and Inertiatic e s p are the only two songs that I
2: really actually like on that album. I just think as a as a as a cohesive album, it works. Mm -hmm. And it, it like, makes so much sense, and it's listenable, start to finish. Whereas I don't feel the same way about any of their other work. That's fair.
0: I just think I I got more bored of everything in between those two songs than I usually thought I did. And I listened to it, like, three times, so I don't know. But. Brian, any thoughts?
1: I had just listened to it recently and then i I gave it a listen today too and I still like it I think it still holds up well I dabbled in some of the other albums including the newest one was it like nocturniquet or something
0: yeah I think so uh
1: that I did not enjoy that one I had never heard it before today but it was uh not the right direction I feel but they Probably thought so, too, since they stopped after that one. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Just, uh, <laughs> the funny thing is, <laughs> it's like every time I mention the Mars Volta and passing to Erica, she's like, ah, oh, not that fucking Jared Leto the band
0: I'm like no <laughs> that's 30 seconds to Mars <laughs> next time on the side quest 30 seconds to Mars we're gonna talk about uh I don't know
2: the names of any of their albums I, I think we should, we should start picking out music we don't typically listen to like you know how people will do like reaction videos and shit of like oh I've yeah. never listened to this. this is my first time listening to Rush this is my first time listening to I, see, I we should pick something like that where like we haven't really listened to it and so we're going to we're going to give it a good listen.
0: The funny thing is I feel like you guys you guys are maybe similar in musical taste like closer in musical tastes. I think there's there's probably some overlaps between all three of us. Yeah. It's a weird fucking Venn diagram. But I feel like my circle in the Venn diagram is pulled ever so slightly more to the bottom because there's a lot of just dumb bullshit that i listen to that i feel like you guys wouldn't really give the time of day, you know. Well, that's why Not i think we should we should try bullshit.
2: to find something to, that none of us really listen to. You know, like none of us are like i listen to hip hop. I don't put on fucking Brooks and Dunn. Like what do you want? No, to listen no, no. To like i man? like i none of us Pass. really like like i listen to hip hop, Brian <laughs> listens to hip hop. You don't really listen to hip hop. I don't really like modern rap. I don't really think Brian does and i know you don't. But like for instance, I was just reading uh, an excerpt of an article about Kendrick Lamar's newest album being awesome, and how like Eminem, who we're all familiar with, was a huge influence on Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. I find that interesting. It made me want to go back and listen to Eminem's albums to see like what where the tie-ins are between the two of them, because I need to listen to the newest Kendrick Lamar album too, which I heard is just awesome. So. Like I again I was never like Andy listened to Eminem growing up a lot. I couldn't handle it. I, it was not what I wanted to listen to. I wanted to listen to Korn. So <laughs> <laughs> And I was listening to that same Third Eye Blind CD for the 5th. Yeah, and and Lisa Loeb.
0: Yeah. So yeah, Lisa Loeb's Firecracker on, on Ooh, Yeah, tape. we are So on I, think, pages I think we should here.
2: we should pick something. We should try to find something we don't really typically listen to and and everybody listen to it and talk about it.
0: I would almost rather try and find things that I know you guys haven't listened to that I really like. And I, but I don't know because I, I want to, I like. We could all listen to a random Eminem album and be like, "Yeah, it's mm-hmm. cool. Lose yourself was great." Uh, okay. Then
2: like, here's what. Here's what. That's how this not is random. Go. We've
0: all heard that.
2: Everybody. Know, but... Everybody. Each of us. We're gonna do. We'll round robin it. Like. Each week, we do a side quest. One of us chooses an album that the other two have to listen to that they haven't listened to. Mm. Or at least not spent a good time analytically listening to it. Yeah. And then you have to listen to it at least twice. And then be able to talk about it. Friends like, I gotta listen to an album twice. And I promise no, you, I, I I won't pick out anything... I won't pick out anything ridiculous like it'll be stuff that you'll actually want to listen to i think all right first one is
0: lisa Loeb's firecracker i want to <laughs> i want you to listen to it on, on uh, cassette tape like are I you sure you don't
2: want us to listen to sarah day. mclaughlin's like album from no, around the same time i that draw the line there too.
0: that one's also very good it had the uh, arms of an angel on it and uh building a mystery which i think is still a fucking banger the
2: building mystery is a banger yeah for sure <laughs> great song
0: anyway i don't uh, like her
2: voice No, I
0: mean, I think I have one that you guys might be more, uh, if
2: not Lisa Loeb, unless, John, you have something in mind. But I think I have... Oh, I gotta... I do, actually. I mean, I have an album I want to throw at you guys, because I'm pretty sure neither of you listened to it when I brought it up previously. (laughs) Okay. Do you want... So, am I the first one, then? I'm going to start it? Sure, I don't care. Okay, I I want you guys. Like I'm not gonna
0: listen to it anyway. <laughs>
2: uh, I want right. you to listen to the architect, the album, the architect by Idola. All right. Put it in the side quest thing, so we remember. Okay, I will. And I'm pin it or something. Adding it to my library already. So it has really awesome artwork. There's a bunch of music videos out for it. It's something I think, I think both did of you could, to that a little bit. I think there's something there's you guys could find things you like about it, even if you don't like everything about it, you will you will find certain things that you dig about it. I think it's it's totally listenable for everyone. Okay. I so listeners, listen if this. you're listening as well, give the, give this album a go. The Architect by Idola, spelled E I D O L A. And it's on Blue Swan Records, and Rise Records was where it came out. It is one of the it it is my favorite album of last year, hands down. Even though Sleep Token came out with an album, it wasn't great. I know Zach would beat me up over that because he loved it, but this album dominated my playlists. So awesome! Yeah, all right, that's it. I will listen to it at least twice
0: at least twice
2: and if you want me to pick songs that you could focus on like afterwards if you don't want to listen to the entire album again after the second time there are certain songs I think really stand out Hmm. most I think it'll be more interesting to see if we all agree on that yeah so anyways that's all for this side quest I think and uh we'll see you guys next time peace